We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. Tommy's here. I am here. The show is always presented by Window Nation. Call them at 866-90-NATION or head to windownation.com. We're going to get into Josh Harris being in the meetings out at the Indy Combine with the six quarterback prospects. I promise you we will get into that and a lot more. Um I'm going to wow Tommy with what I stayed up and watched last night. He's going to be so excited to hear about it. Uh, But I'm going to start the show by reading this review. Uh, It comes from AntDC2VT via Apple Podcasts. Rate us and review us if you get a chance. Five stars if you see fit with a quick one to two sentence review on Apple. Uh, Follow us on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you can. This is a review titled, It's Time for a Sheehan Lavero Pact. Kevin, after hearing that the listeners and Tom successfully convinced you to watch Fargo and you've loved it, it's time for you and Lavero to stop procrastinating and commit to watch the most critically acclaimed suggestions for each other. Can we get a commitment that by this summer, you, as in me, will watch The Wire and Tom will watch Game of Thrones? It's time, Kevin. You'll both be glad afterwards. Kevin, you may have to watch the first two to three episodes with Tom since Game of Thrones is a little slow at first. I was persuaded during the pandemic, and like Tom, I wanted nothing to do with dragons. But Tom, you will get through it, and there are so many other storylines that you'll focus more on just the dragons. By the third or fourth, fourth episode, you'll be hooked. And Kevin... You'll be hooked almost immediately on the wire. It's time. Do it. Let me answer for Ant DC 2VT for you. There's no way Tom would enter that pact. No chance. Absolutely not. Me missing out on the wire doesn't bother him at all. Him missing out on Game of Thrones really doesn't bother me. I just can't stand the hypocrisy of I don't watch those kinds of shows, the fantasy shows with dragons, and there he is talking about Stranger Things like it's one of the greatest things he's ever watched. Um, I know I need to get to the wire. I, I know I need to get to that. That is the biggest hole in my TV resume, and Tom doesn't know it, but Game of Thrones is the biggest hole in his television uh, resume. Uh, no pact here, but thank you for the no review pact. and the five-star rating. So, um, I want to tell you about something. Are you familiar with ASMR? No, I've never heard of that. All right. I don't know how many of you have heard of ASMR. It stands for, it's an acronym that stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Um, and it's a defined as a tingling sensation that usually begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. Well, ASMR recordings are now available where you have, you can, you know, 
If you if you search on Spotify, if you're a Spotify you know user, ASMR, you'll get all of these options. They are essentially people who are role playing a scalp massage or a neck massage or a back massage, typically in whispering tones, and they're recorded tracks, just like you'd be listening to okay. music. Okay, wait on, a minute on wait Spotify. This sounds awfully close to phone sex. <laughs> so there are, what's interesting is when you really dig into it, you can find some, not on, like on Spotify, there's a limit obviously to where they can go, um, but you can right. find some that would be considered to be, you know, not necessarily appropriate. I mean, appropriate is right. a subjective term, um, but for me, because I have had, and I've told you about this before, I've had some issues with getting to sleep and getting, you know, full night sleeps. Um, I was, it was suggested to me that this would work. First of all, if my wife gave me a scalp massage before I went to bed every night, I would fall asleep in less than two minutes and I would probably sleep better than I've ever slept. For whatever reason, a scalp, a head massage is like the most relaxing thing for me. So these recordings are, the ones that I've used, are female voices, whispering tones, role-playing, a scalp massage. Or here's another thing. <laughs> This is so weird. <laughs> I know. Or that one of the other popular ones is role-playing haircuts. The scissor sounds are apparently incredibly relaxing for people. And I will tell you, like going to get a haircut is always incredibly relaxing for me. And I, I occasionally l fall asleep, like legitimately fall asleep during a haircut. Um but I, 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 I can tell by some of the haircuts you get. <laughs> yeah, there's not much there, but, you know, whether it's the sounds or uh, whatever it is. Um, but I have found a couple of people, female voices, that are really good at this. The descriptive nature of it. And I am sucked in to, like, I I'm feeling it. I am feeling fingers on my scalp rubbing my scalp you know and 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 the the whole the whole thing works for me and i'm out pretty quickly because the wow. the problem is is i end up waking up with my headphones in my ears and having to kind of get the headphones off my ears and then fall back asleep but i've asked a few people about this and more people are familiar with this than I would have thought. Although it's if you if you search on Spotify, there are thousands of ASMR options, thousands of them, and they're weird. Like some of them are really weird options. But um, now, yeah. Now two things. First of all, you can buy headphones now that are like an ear wrap. I know. You I know, don't like. I don't like have you those. Can buy, you can sleep with those. It's like ha like wrapping something around your ears to keep them warm. Right. Those kind of things. Except they have they have ear earphones in them. I know. I got to so, get those. So you should get you should get that. Good thing. advice. The second thing is I've told you not to give them a, a, a plug or anything, but I've told you about sports clips where they do that, where they give you a head massage. Oh yeah. And I've described it. Like almost having sex. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, a, well, a lot of hair places will give you, you know, a quick head massage at the end of it. Even some barber shops, you know, do it now. Um, but no, I, I mean, well, look, I don't have this issue anymore. Like, I don't have to get a, a, a head, a shampoo, you know, before or after because I just don't right. have that much hair. You know, I'm going 1A, you know, pretty much across uh, the board. Um, but it's uh, I, it's been very helpful, very helpful. Now, 
the 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 woman she's actually got a british accent it's lovely the woman <laughs> the woman that i found it took me it took me like a couple of nights to find someone that really i could understand or wasn't whispering so low that it was almost annoying um and this tingling thing that they talk about i don't get the tingling there's also this this noise that a lot of them make. It's almost like a click-clack noise that apparently is very soothing to a lot of people. That doesn't work for me. The role-playing of... they Tommy, it literally starts with, um, you know, you've you got to listen to it. So your appointment, it's very nice that you're here uh, for your appointment. Um, and we're going to do a scalp massage. We're going to do a scalp check. Uh, and, uh, we, we're going to start and they explain what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, sit in a chair, put your head back, relax. And then the whole thing of what they're doing with these sounds that sound very much like it's actually happening. It starts and I don't know, it works for me right now. Maybe it eventually won't anymore, but I think I found it. It's fascinating. And and by the way, wow. as a Spotify customer, it's not like I'm calling a, a you know, a 900 number or that I've got to get a credit card out for it. You know? <laughs> so Oh, the, uh, the the other things there there there's so many medical checks, like the ASMR medical checks, people like to have a complete medical done. Then there are ear cleanings. Oh, this would be perfect for you. The ear thing. They've got a whole ear cleaning thing. Now, I'm not into that necessarily, but, you know, the rubbing of ears can be relaxing. But they actually do an ear cleaning where they get in with, with like, utensils and they, they clean out the, the earwax. It's what people are into is wild and what, you know somehow anxiety reduces is fascinating to me. So the, here's the other thing I thought of real quickly. Everybody always says to me, oh, you've got a great voice for radio. You know, the whole thing about the voice for radio. And I'm like, you know, well, yeah, but I got a face for radio too. Um, I might be able to do some of these ASMR recordings. There are people really? there are people with million millions of of listens to some of these. I would imagine they're making good money. I don't have the time to do that. You know that. what? I'm betting this isn't something I could do. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think you could do it. Although maybe I don't think there, I could do there, it. There's some weird fetishes I, I, out there. Would, my voice would keep you awake. There are some weird fetishes. Like I'm just, I just pulled up like all the things that I've been looking at. Like it's a lot of scalp check, scalp massage. Um, yeah, here's some of the ear stuff. Um, it's it's wild, man. It's a, it's it's a new world out there, Tommy. Uh, but you don't have any issues sleeping. How much sleep do you get a night? I get usually between seven and eight hours. Wow. I, have, I mean, that's not nonstop. I usually have to get up to take care of business at some point. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, right. but uh, I can usually fall right back asleep pretty quick. All right. I mean, every once in a while, maybe once a month, you know, I can't fall back asleep, and then I have trouble. You know, I'm up for a couple of hours and fall back asleep again. But generally, I, I sleep well. You know what the worst thing about sleep and waking up in the middle of the night is is your phone. I I immediately go to my phone. So do I, and that doesn't seem to bother me. I know it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get on that phone and you start reading stuff, it's not, you're not sleeping at that point. Uh, no. So... All right, if anybody uh, has their own ASMR experiences and you want to share them with me uh, at Kevin Sheehan, D.C., or you can write it up in the review on your Apple review if you give us uh, five stars, if you see fit. Um, you know, th yeah. th this is how the Trilateral Commission is going to con controls your mind through Man. something like this. I mean, at some point, we're just going to get AI recordings, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so before we get to uh, Commanders-related stuff, I I watched basketball last night. It's nice to actually watch games rather than just talk about the 75 different opinions on the quarterbacks from all of the so-called experts out there. Although I did have Merrill Hodge on the radio show today. Um, he was pretty good. Uh, but um, I watched Maryland lose to Northwestern in which they shot two for 22 from behind the arc. <laughs> uh, this is one of the worst shooting, high-level Division One program teams I have ever seen. It's the worst shooting Maryland team of all time. They were two of 22. And it's not like they took bad threes. They were all be- – teams understand they can't shoot, so they double down on the post, which forces the ball to come back out, and the person that's standing there uncovered from behind the arc has a wide-open look. I mean, Jamie Kaiser was 0-5. Every single one looked like it was going in, but they went halfway down and came out. Maryland lost to Northwestern last night. Uh, this team tries so hard. They defend so well. And Jameer Young's such a great player. It's a shame that they haven't had a better uh, season, wins, losses. They just haven't had a game this year that they haven't been able to win. I mean, every single game in the Big Ten since early January has been a winnable game, including last night, but they didn't. But that's not what I really wanted to get to. I watched last night, and I know you did too, Um. I watched the Lakers play the Clippers last night. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and and so they're the Clippers had a twenty one point lead early in the fourth quarter. And then, I was following it on social media actually. I, I, I was re, I was following it. I figured you were. And at that point, LeBron James ended up having one of the greatest quarters of his career. He ended up with 19 points. He outscored the Clippers by himself in the fourth quarter. He was guarding Kawhi um, on the other end. Uh, Kawhi still had 26 points, hit a bunch of big shots, but the final shot that would have tied it with three seconds to go, LeBron was draped all over him. And I just, I've never been, like, I recognize how great LeBron is. Don't get me wrong. I, he's, he's certainly in the conversation of the three or four greatest players that are non-centers in the history of the game. I recognize that. But for me, Magic and Michael in the non-center conversation, I'd take both of them before I would ever take LeBron. But Tommy, he is playing – what he did last night in the fourth quarter, he was 5-for-8 from behind the arc. He had 19 points. He completely took the game over and brought his team back from 21 down to win the game. And it's the second or third time I've said this in watching LeBron over the last year, but this season in particular. He is at 39 years old, bigger – faster, stronger, quicker, and just better than he's ever been in his career. I'm not suggesting this because I'm suspicious about anything, because I'm not. Although I do know that, you know, they banned HGH at a certain point, but there's lots of things that these players have figured out what to do. But if you watch LeBron, you see just a bigger stronger and more athletic player than he's ever been, and he's always been big, strong, and athletic. Not to mention he is having the best shooting uh, year of his career. Uh, He is shooting 40.8% from behind the arc. That is a career best. He's shooting 52.6% from the floor. Um, That is the best for him in like seven years. And I, I just, in watching him last night, and a part of this was on the Clippers, they're just poorly coached with Ty Lue. They're so disorganized on both ends. I just was amazed watching LeBron at 39 years old. There are very few examples. Scott was on with Tim Legler after the game, and I was watching them. And Scott said, you know, we all remember Jordan, you know, in a Wizards uniform. You know, it's not like he was, you know, being wheeled around in a wheelchair with like a fishing hat on, but he wasn't the same Jordan. He wasn't nearly the athlete that he had been. Tommy LeBron is a better athlete now than he was. How is that possible? He's a better player. Well, you know, that that's the question. How is it possible? 
you know, you, I mean, it, it's it, it's a bit suspicious at the very least. Although I, he's been so guarded about his legacy and his reputation, and he's had a pretty good, you know, reputation. I mean, he seems yes. to be a pretty decent guy who t- tries to do things the right way. Uh, I'm not talking about the team jumping to win championships. That's that's not what I mean. Uh, so I don't know if he would take that kind of risk at this point. But the question you ask is every time you ask that question in the past of an athlete, it's usually in the various reason why. I know that some of you who watch agree with me because this has been talked about by people who are watching LeBron right now. But last night was such a dominant performance. He was the best player on the floor, both ends, and Kawhi Leonard was on the floor. All right? Anthony Davis was on the floor. James Harden, whatever you think about him, was on the floor. And he was the most dominant player on the floor. Now, the Lakers are not a good team around him. They do have Anthony Davis, who is just a tremendous talent. But we've seen, you know, Anthony Davis is one of these guys that, you know, gets a hangnail and, you know, needs, you know, a wheelchair to get out of the arena. Um, And so there's a soft nature to some of the, the surrounding pieces. By the way, Rui Hachimura is a good player. He's, you know, he's been a good player since arriving um, in L.A. But my God, man, I, I guess it's not that I'm late to the party on LeBron. I've already I'll always recognized his greatness. And you and I have discussed this before, as have many other people. His game has always been more magic than Michael because he's such a great facilitator. He's such a great passer. And he just always makes the right play. I mean, he just always makes the right play. And I'm just watching last night. I couldn't believe the Clippers blew the lead. I bet them plus 800 two months ago when they started to, to get onto a roll to win the West. There's no way they're going to uh-huh. win the West. They're just not They're not coached well enough. They're way too disorganized. I mean, they've got the talent to do it. But I just was blown away by LeBron last night. I mean, it's very rare, right? It's very rare that you see – a player in a demanding physical sport like this one seemingly get better as he approaches 40. I mean, I guess you could say Brady was still getting better and was awesome, you know, into his 40s. But I think the last couple of years, but, you know, he was closer to 45 than he was 40 at that point. Yeah. But, man, yeah. LeBron. Do you think that he, in terms of being a prodigy and the expectations of LeBron, you know, at 16 years old, being called the next, you know, great thing, cover of Sports Illustrated, et cetera, might be the number one all time in delivering on the hype? It might be. I have to go back and think. Bryce Harper? Of some other guys. You know, I mean, I mean Bryce Harper. You know, he's delivered on the hype, although he hasn't won a championship yet. He certainly has delivered on the hype, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy sometimes. Uh, but, but, you know, LeBron James is, is much higher level of accomplishment in his sport than Bryce Harper has. You know, here's what could be an explanation. I know you don't like to hear this, but the game just keeps getting worse. It's easier for LeBron to play. Yeah, it's harder for LeBron to defend, though. And he can be still awesome as a defensive player. I, I will agree with you that, look, they, they, we're, I, I don't want to get into this argument right now. The game has probably become too free-flowing to a certain extent. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I think the skill level skill level, and, and physical talent has never been what it is today. Um, but it is... There are just too many players on the floor that you can't guard today. And so when you have that many players on the floor that are hard to guard, and then you've got guys that keep backing up to shoot three-pointers, it changes the geometry of the floor, and it just makes it easier. There is a, there's a part of that that's absolutely true. Um, they were playing a good defensive team last night in the Clippers. I mean, Paul George wasn't out there. And they started to make that run, and it was just an avalanche of LeBron. 
an avalanche. I'm looking through, by the way, a list of um, 10 athletes that lived up to the hype. Uh, Serena Williams, A-Rod, Crosby, Peyton Manning, Jeter, LeBron is five, Lemieux four, Magic, that's true, Magic, there were a lot of expectations, Tiger, of course, duh, Tiger and Jordan, one, two, see, Jordan, though, Jordan, why wouldn't Larry Bird be on that list? Larry Bird should be on the list, Larry Bird was considered to be a phenom coming out of college, Jordan, Jordan was not the number one pick in the draft, people. Um, Sam Bowie was. Yeah, Tiger Woods would probably be the number one on that list. Yes, yeah, I would think so. Uh, although he, he, unlike LeBron, Tiger had a, fall, a drastic fall from grace. Yeah, but then in a uh, then an incredible recovery as well, winning you know uh, big yes. again after you know having the years that he had in the early. Um, uh, teens, uh, and then had another resurrection, winning the Masters. Um, but in terms of yeah, what but, he, I mean, but, uh, but, but we're talking about the prodigy. We're talking about the, you know, he was on the Mike Douglas show when people th- were talking about him when he was five years right. old. Was it the Mike Douglas show, or am I thinking of something different? No, I think it was the Mike Douglas show. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to Josh Harris. We'll do that right after these words from a few of our sponsors we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This segment of the show brought to you by Window Nation. The hours are dwindling on their offer, which is 50% off on all windows with no money down, no payments, and no interest. Plus, if you mention my name, another 10% off. 60% off all window styles with no money due, with no interest accrued until the year 2026. If you're in the market for new windows, act now. Call them at 866 866- 90 Nation or head to windownation.com. Mention my name. They'll take good care of you. Plus, you've got nothing to risk. They'll give you a free in-home estimate. Get that estimate now so you're locked into that deal. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. So, Tommy, one of the big stories of the day, or certainly for our fan base in terms of the reaction, is the Adam Schefter tweet from early this morning. Adam Schefter, for those of you that missed it, tweeted, Attending his first combine as the Washington Commander's owner, Josh Harris has sat in and taken part 
of each of the six interviews that the team has conducted with the top quarterback prospects in this draft. Most owners don't attend the Combine. Harris is not only in, in Indianapolis, but a part of the quarterback interview process. Uh, there was a lot of reaction to this in terms of red flag, concern, feels like Dan. I'll let you take the first swing at it. Go ahead. Well, all I could say is that in every scenario we've ever talked about in the past, okay, any idea that if we projected the idea that Dan Snyder did not own the team anymore and we had a new owner, any scenario that included that new owner sitting in on the draft picks with the general manager would have been would have been alarming, <laughs> very alarming. Yeah, would have been a non-starter. Mm-hmm. So taking that into account, this is a bit alarming. This is a this is a, down here uh, in Destin along the along the Gulf. You know when the water's rough. They put up two red flags, which says uh, you can't go any. You can't even put your toe in the water. When it's not as rough, they put up one red flag, which means you're going only going up to your knees. This is one red flag moment for for this franchise. Really? Yes. Okay. I think um, it is. I, I mean, I, I I just I think I think it is. Right. I think you're going to. Do I mean? Do I think it will lead to anything? I'm not saying it will, but uh, it's 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 not a good sign. It's not the way we always envisioned the structure of this of our ideal organization. The fan base, or what's left of it in the uh, of this team, has you know the PTSD Snyder PTSD that we've talked about, and I understand that. When it, when something seems like it's similar, it's gonna it's gonna freak people out, and and I don't I don't begrudge anybody for feeling like this is a concern to you. I've got kind of two reactions. The first is with respect to my initial reaction, I'm surprised uh, that he was there. Um, I was surprised to read this this morning. Um, I'll let you know in a moment if it's a concern or a red flag for me. But I just kind of felt like this is a guy who from the beginning said, I'm going to hire the best and the brightest, and I'm going to let them do their jobs. And knowing the, you know, the, the feelings that this fan base has and the abuse that it's taken and the specific examples of the abuse that it's, that it's taken – um, they know that, you know, Dan attended, you know, workouts and, you know, back in the day was, you know, stop watching players at, at the Indy combine. I mean, it's been a while probably since he's been to a combine. I mean, Dan got a little bit less involved and just came in at the 11th hour and hijacked things like the draft. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm a bit surprised that he was there. With the, because I also think that if there was any sort of recognition of, you know, we're still in this business of trying to get people to really like us and really believe in, in us, and not everybody's, you know, Kevin Sheehan, Mr. Benefit of the Doubt for two years, um, and so why don't we not have you go there and instead watch it on Zoom or watch the video that we bring back, you know, if you want to see you know, the quarterbacks and et cetera. But, but that leads me to this because I'm not concerned about this. I'm, I don't view this as a red flag at all. Now I could be proven. I could change my mind if in three or four days, somebody tells me that he was watching tape or he was down with a stopwatch and a, and a whistle around his neck, you know, on the field. Um, and I know that's an extreme, but I don't want to hear that he is weighing in on the football part of anything. I think there are a couple of things that make this a non-story for me. Number one is this. He just paid $6 billion for the team, and probably the most important decision of this first you know, era of Josh Harris's ownership of the football team will be the quarterback that they select at number two in the upcoming draft. 
This is going to be the face of the franchise. This is going to be uh, a pick that they have to get right. And Josh Harris, as a more seasoned executive uh, than the general manager that he hired in Adam Peters, I, in putting myself into his shoes, if I just paid $6 billion for it and thinking that I'm a keen observer of the human condition, I would want to listen to the interviews. Don't think he's weighing in on football. I don't know anything for sure. But my hunch would be this is all about his experience and maybe him putting two cents in on the kind of person that they are interviewing. And they've made mistakes with the 76ers. And I'm sure they've learned from Ben Simmons, number one overall, or Markel Fultz, number one overall. You know, and the other part is that he just may be, you know, in there to learn and and to, to witness the process and uh, of of how how this goes. And this has always been a collaborative kind of a of a thing. But I was surprised he was there. I am not concerned at all that for this particular draft choice and the player that they're going to pick that he wants to observe the process and perhaps weigh in on the intangible part, the person part. You know, it, my, my sense is, Tommy, that if Washington had had the 15th pick in the draft and they had a quarterback, he wouldn't be there. You know, they only did six interviews. You know, um, the six interviews were of the six quarterbacks. Uh, but I, um, I, don't, I don't have an issue with it. I, I think that this is the first uh, opportunity, and it was a very unique opportunity, and it, because of the Eddie, the nature of the well, pick and, and the position that they have to select. So he could have he could have learned and observed from afar via Zoom. There were ways for him yeah. to do that without being in the room. And and obviously upstaging the presence of his new general manager, Adam Schefter thought it, it upstaged it enough that he felt the need to report it. Okay, is the new general manager is his title general manager or is the general manager in training? I don't remember. Is it in training? <laughs> no, he's the gen- Adam Peters is the okay. general manager. Yes. Okay. Can okay. you so hold on? Can you guy. imagine? Can you imagine if? In the introductory press conference when they announced Adam Peters, we'd like to introduce to you our general manager in training. Uh, I mean, but by the way, in bringing that up, Adam Peters had lots of options, right? I don't think he's he picked the place in which the owner's going to be a meddlesome owner. I just don't. I don't think. I don't. That's, there's no nothing to indicate. That he's going to be a meddlesome owner. Right. This particular situation was was not was not handled right. He could have accomplished everything he wanted to do and not make it about him like it now it has become. For and he could have not upstaged his general manager, who's in there making the most important decision that you hired him to make. Yeah, but there's nothing that would indicate that he's not going to be. The person that makes this decision. I, then what was the, then what was then what was this guy doing there? He was there to observe the process and to weigh in on the character part because it's so crucial to this organization. If asked, I know that that isn't necessarily totally believable, but I I, I certainly consider that as a possibility. <laughs> I think that there's a really Let's good possibility. I, think- I know I know that that isn't necessarily totally believable. I, I just remember I, that I, one. I, well, that's because a, that's, that's that, a good one. That's a clip and save. That's a clip and save. But I, it's hard, I think, for anybody that isn't just like, shut up, it's fine. Um, I think it's hard for people not to at least contemplate some of what you contemplated. That's why it's surprising to me. And I do think that they probably would have been better served to not have him be there. But 
you know, there may be something that he's getting out of that and being in person, and who knows? Maybe Adam Peters asked him to come. Oh, you know who else was there? Bob Myers was there. I actually, oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Will we get I, a state? Will we get a statement from him about the interviews? I actually. Will there be a Bob Myers statement? If I were the new general manager, and oh, I know, I would actually okay. be much more interested in what Bob Myers thought of the interviews than Josh Harris. Well, of course, Bob Myers has been one of the most successful general managers in sports. So he understands what you're looking for in the kind of person that's going to be a key, a very, very high-profile face and voice in your organization. You know, <laughs> if, if one of those kids had any, had any smarts or, or was clever enough, they could have, if they were introduced to Bob Myers, they should have said, Hey, can you give me Steph Curry's autograph? <laughs> um, did you see uh, what Andrew Brandt, you know Andrew Brandt, um, Andrew Brandt yeah. basically, yeah. hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, he tweeted out when Schefter tweeted this out. By the way, I, you, made a, you made a point here. You emphasized something that I actually totally agree with. Schefter reporting this, he reported this because it is unique. He says it, that, Owners don't, most owners don't attend the combine and then wrote, Harris is not only in Indianapolis, but a part of the quarterback interview process as if it was really, truly unique. But it's also very unique in terms of the team that he acquired, the fan base that departed over the last 10 years, trying to get it back and having the number two pick with a quarterback need and having so much importance placed on that selection. But um, Andrew Brandt tweeted out, retweeted the um, the Schefter tweet and wrote, hold on, where is it? He wrote, if I'm an agent for one of these top QB prospects, I'm feeding them questions to ask Harris about private equity, why he left Apollo, how he <laughs> leverages debt, etc. That will stand out with the decision maker. That was pretty good. That's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, surprised, but no benefit of the doubt, Kev, is not yeah. concerned at all. And actually, if I weren't even in benefit of the doubt mode, I wouldn't be concerned. I, I like Josh Harris so far. And let me make one other point. This is, I like him, too. And uh, again, do I think this is the shape of things to come? Not probably not. Yeah, I don't necessarily think so. But this was a poor, this was the wrong decision. When he had his introductory press conference after he purchased the team, I made the point of saying that the thing that the part of the introductory press conference that I liked the most was him consistently referring to the anxiety he has and the and the pressure that he feels and the responsibility that he has. And he said, I, I'm sweating this. He said that, that's the quote, I'm sweating this very much. And my experience with entrepreneurs is that there are some that will take the money and not really sweat it. And that's not typically... Uh, the kind of attitude that leads to success. Josh Harris cares very deeply in providing a very unique ownership group, okay, 20-plus limited partners. The only group that's different are the Packers owners, which are the public. You know, this is the largest ownership group because it was the largest price ever paid, $6 billion, and he had to raise a shitload of money, and it took a lot of people to invest money into him. And he, I think, in looking at this, you know, has said things like, you know, I'm going to hire the best and brightest and let them do their job, but I want to, you know, I want to watch the process. I want to learn from the process. He also wants to make sure that he is telling those shareholders, minority shareholders, that when they call and say, what, were, what was going on when they fucked up and picked Drake May? Uh, I don't know. I just hired Adam Peters and let him do the job. I think he, I'm not saying that it's not the, that wouldn't be an okay answer. I'm just saying that I think his mindset in his businesses has been to be able to give his shareholders 
the feeling that he knows everything that's going on and understands why everything is going on and can give you the answers as to why things happened himself. He doesn't want to look like, you know, he's just the, I don't think he's a massive delegating type. Um, But anyway, that's all. That's the only other thought I had on that. Okay. Yeah. One thing that, the one thing that, that you said, is his 76ers experience. But I would go back to what you've said numerous times, you know, in terms of how the 76ers failed on some of their early draft picks, you know, like Ben Simmons and, and, and others. Uh, but you've said this, and it's the truth, numerous times. Smart people get these drafts wrong all the time. Yep, they do. So that can't be your standard thinking, well, I'm going to get it right this time because I'm going to be involved in it. I don't know that that's what he's thinking. I just think that in at the quarterback position more than any other, you Adam Peters said this the other day. He said it's about the person as much as it's about anything else. We can all evaluate talent. You know, and but it comes down to make you've got to be good at making sure that you're bringing the right person into the organization. And let's face it, this organization failed over and over and over again on getting the person right with high profile picks 2012, 2020, 2019. God rest Dwayne Haskins' soul. Um, uh, you know, Darius Geis, Sua Cravens, Josh, this was, this was, you know, an owner that didn't hire smart people because he was so insecure and then he had so much hubris, so much arrogance that these things, I, you know, I don't care what you guys say. This kid went to Bullis. We're taking him. He's a local. The people are going to lie. I know what I'm talking you got to get the person right. And so I think Josh Harris is observing just to make sure that the process of getting the person right is, you know, something that either he can lend a hand with or that he just understands how they're going about doing this, you know? So he's got an well, answer somewhere down the road if it's going to work com- out. Um, anyway. All those Commanders fans can sleep well tonight knowing that Josh Harris was in the room. All right. Uh, we got other things to get to, including uh, the stadium bill and uh, FedEx Field naming rights, the new naming rights process. What happens if they don't have a naming rights partner by the time the season starts? We'll get to all of that and more right after these words from a few of our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Tommy, tell us about Shelly's. Well, one of the things I've missed down here more than anything, we're about getting ready to leave Destin to head back north. You know, our two-month Florida exodus is, is, is about up, and it's beautiful down here, but there's a hole in my soul, and that's missing Shelly's back room at 1331 F Street Northwest in the district. There's no place like it, not just here, but any place you go. Uh, you know, I love seeing my, the people I know, at Shelley's. I love meeting new people at Shelley's, so I'm really looking forward to getting back and, and heading down to Shelley's once I'm back in, in town. And I've looked at the 10-day forecast, and there's a lot of nice days A lot of nice days. With warm weather. Yeah. Yeah, with warm weathers. So uh, what I'm really looking forward to is sitting outside at Shelley's back room right there on F Street because they have a great outdoor seating area at, at Shelly's. You know, the waiters will come out and wait on you, bring you your food, your drink, <laughs> pick, you know, bring you your cigars out there. Yep. Uh, you, you get a great view of, 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 you know, F Street, the world going by. You're sitting there smoking a cigar, enjoying life, taking a break. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to Shelly's, inside or outside. It's an oasis for me. It could be the same thing for you. 
Shelly's Back Room. You can find out more at Shelly'sBackRoom.com. I think you've said to me in the past that when on a nice day when you're sitting outside in Shelly's and you're walking, you're watching all the people that are working and they're hustling from one meeting or, you know, to, to the next, that you really enjoy that because you're just oh, sitting absolutely. there hanging out. You're basically a slacker, but you love it. Um, and yes. you're just watching the world, uh, you know, uh, produce uh, one meeting at a time, and you're sitting back <laughs> with a cold beer and a cigar at Shelley's outside. It's perfect. Um, uh, all right, so a couple things to finish up the show with. FedEx yesterday, Tommy, you probably saw this story, that they dropped the final two years of the naming rights deal uh, with FedEx Field. And I talked a little bit about it on the podcast yesterday. I had Joe Maloney. You know Joe. Joe is the head of consumer affairs uh, for the team for several years. He now works for the Gaming Association of America. Um, Left the team uh, at the end of December. But Joe was the the point person on on the stadium uh, for the team. And and as I, I when I mentioned people in recent years, when I've said. There are smarter people and higher quality people in the organization than they used to have. Like Joe's one of those examples. Um, So he was on with me on radio this morning, and I asked him a question about whether or not they'll be able to get a naming rights deal done before the season begins. And he said he thinks it'll be tough to get a deal done before the season begins. So then I said, well, what will they call the stadium? And he said, well, I don't know. I haven't thought about it, but maybe something like Washington Commanders Stadium. And I said, I don't know if that's going to go over well. What about Jack Ken Cook Stadium? Because that's what it was called before. So I'm wondering if they don't get a naming rights deal done, and he said it could be tough to get it done in the short period of time between now and the beginning of the season. What do you think they'll call the stadium? Well, you realize this is an opening for us. <laughs> well, Sports Trick Stadium. Yeah. I, right? I, don't, I don't think that's really the direction they'll go in. Um, but we could certainly get the D.C. Podcast Association to stump for us. That would work. I mean, I think we could make a bid for it. Are we, why not make a bid for it? What would the you bid know? be? Where would we start? Uh I don't know. I'd have to come up with something a little bit creative. Well, let me just tell you, you know what? we wouldn't, have to, we wouldn't you know make what? the first we, offer. We would, we'd be like Danny DeVito and Richard Dreyfus in that movie, Tin Men, when, when Dreyfus yeah. is they're trying to buy the car, and he says, well, how much, how much do you want for it? I don't know. How much do you want to pay? I don't know. How much do you want to pay? You know what I want to pay for it? Four dollars. I'll pay you four dollars for that car. So we what a will. Movie that that uh, such a great movie. Such a great movie. Uh, Barbara Hershey's in yeah. that movie also, if you recall. Um, uh, I I uh, I want them to make the first offer, but I'm afraid it would probably be a seven figure offer, and our counter wouldn't be taken seriously. <laughs> well. Maybe we should form a committee to come up with an offer. Mm-hmm. How's that? You know what? I got an idea. Oh, you and the committee. Why not Ghost God. Town Field? Those rights are available. Ghost Town Field? Yeah. Yes. Who owns those rights? I do. Oh, okay. Um, no, but seriously, I guess they could. I, I would not call it Washington Commander Stadium. I would not have I'm that name they- in the stadium. I would, I would. I'm betting they could come up with a deal with somebody. Okay. Well, if they do, then it's a moot point. They're going to have events before football season starts. There, they're going to have concerts yeah. there. Uh, so, yeah. where are you going? Well, I'm going to that. I'm going to FedEx Field, I guess. Um, but Jack can like. I would think that the Mitch Rails and Josh Harris. There might be some, you know, good old feelings about old JKC. Just go back to Jack Kent Stadium. That. I don't see that. You know, you could call Black Hole Stadium since Josh Harris has to put another is putting another thirty five million dollars into it. I thought it was seventy five. Total is seventy five million dollars. Oh yeah, another thirty five for seventy five. Yeah. I mean that thing needed a little bit of work, didn't it? Uh the other big yeah. story in town was the house passing the RFK uh stadium site bill. So 
look, maybe you want to get into the weeds on this. Let me just try to summarize it for everybody. This is the bill that will essentially give the city a new lease with the federal government. It doesn't give them the land, but it amends the lease that allows the city to control the land for like another hundred years, you know, and and allows them to do things on the land in addition to a stadium that the new tenant, potentially, the commanders, the Washington football franchise, will want it to be more of a destination, retail, et cetera, built around it. There's still a, a Senate vote. There is still then a negotiation that would have to take place. Like, this is just getting the city to the point where they can actually negotiate with the team on the land at RFK. They don't have the right to negotiate with the team right now. They don't own it. But if they get this new lease uh, or amendment to the lease from the federal government, then the negotiations begin. And at that point, you know, it... The team still has to think that the deal's attractive. Joe Maloney told me he thinks at bare minimum the city's going to have to contribute $500 million. That's a baseline. That's a floor number. You know, will they get better offers from Maryland, from Virginia? I do think, you know, this is a great step. And we, I, my bet is it will end up at RFK, but it's hardly done. There's a long way to go here. What do you say? Well, you're right. I mean, you can't you can't negotiate with somebody over something that you don't have any control over. Right. <laughs> you know, you need you need to have control of it uh, before you can actually negotiate with somebody uh, over that item per se. Look, I wrote a column for the Mars Washington Times mm-hmm. uh, that talks about all this and and talks about Josh Harris is fighting dual fights. Because up in Philly, he's in a brutal battle for the 76ers to build a new arena downtown. It's getting pretty ugly up there. And it could be uh, a preview of what's going to happen down here uh, later on as this process goes on. And it questions whether Josh Harris can fight two fights like this at the same time. Right. Um, Joe Maloney told me this morning, if the percent chance of RFK happening was 40% yesterday, it's 50% today. So there is a ways to go on this, but it's more than alive and we'll see what happens. Uh, that I still think, I still think it winds up in the path of least resistance in Maryland, right next to the stadium that they play in now. Knowing how much ownership wants to be back in D.C., knowing now how much D.C. really needs the football team to come back, especially if they end up losing Ted and the Wizards and the Caps, I think they end up in D.C. Um, I that also certainly is leverage. That certainly is leverage for the uh, commander's ownership. The fact that the city is going to be desperate if they lose the Wizards and the Cats. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Uh, anything else? Oh, I know what I wanted to mention to you because I talked about this on the show yesterday. So Dan Quinn was a guest on the Junkies on Wednesday, yesterday. And at the very end of the interview, did you hear about this? The word association game that they played yes, with him? Yes, I did. I read about it on social media. So it, did you listen to it, though? No, I did not. Okay. So it was interesting because they asked him if he was up for playing word association, a word association game, and then they really didn't even give him an opportunity to say yes or no. They just started the game, which I thought was really good. Like that that's the way to do it to ensure that he starts playing without, you know, backing out or trying to back out. And he played it. And they went, How you know, May, Caleb, Daniel, well, it starts with McLaurin and Jonathan Allen. And, and he said about May Athletic, he said about Caleb D.C. Many of you asked, what did D.C. mean? Caleb Williams is from D.C. He went to Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's from D.C. And then on Jaden Daniels, he said, game changer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was... It's, I, I actually <laughs> thought they did a phenomenal job. It's, it was a very good idea to get him 
to say something about the three quarterbacks in the draft because if you just asked him, he's not going to answer the question. And so they really set it up nicely and they got him to say three words about it. I, you know, ultimately they're so far off from knowing who they're going to pick, I think, because these interviews are taking place and there's more to come. But I, I, I think a lot of people felt like Daniels is the front runner here. What'd you think? Well, it depends what Josh Harris thinks. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, are we done for the day? I think we're done. Next time I talk to you, it will be from Frederick, Maryland. Can't wait. Back tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.